know, it's some people, I just got over the fact that, that my route makes people uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Just me being young and, and you know, when people say you deserve it, I'm always like, yeah, man, but, you know, it's, there's a lot of guys that deserve it that don't get what they deserve, but at the same time, it is what it is, man. Like, I work really hard for this. I, I think you gotta, you gotta be prepared to pay your dues and you gotta be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always okay with it. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I was making $740 a month. Like, did I like it? Nah. But did I complain about it? No. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. I knew that coming in. And that was going to dictate how I worked. Mm. Ever. It was never going to dictate how I worked. Like, I was going to work like I made, you know, $100,000 every day. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I, I worked hard for the kids that, that were there. Um, and I wanted to believe in them just as much as they believed in me. So I think for, for young guys, man, you got to always be prepared to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. I think you got to listen more than you talk. Um, I think that you have to build real relationships and be genuine, man. Like, just always be genuine. That was Rod Clark, currently of the University of Tennessee. We spoke about his college career as a player, his path to Tennessee, the value of relationships, his relationship with Hall of Fame coach Larry Brown, and working for legendary head coach Rick Barnes at the University of Tennessee. I'm Mark Williams. This is the Assistance Podcast, and he is Rod Clark. Welcome back to another installment of the Assistance Podcast. I'm Mark Williams, your humble host of Team Footprints Basketball, and I brought somebody along. Actually, he just called in, or I called him today. Uh, we'll have somebody that's down in Tennessee, uh, Coach Rod Clark. That was my whack Tennessee accent. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I have Rod Clark, who's an assistant coach at Tennessee. How you doing, sir? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um, we're in difficult times right now. Difficult times right now. Um, how have you been holding up? You know, as um, fairly new to the assistance. Um, I guess you wait, what five years now? Four, no, three. Three years. Fairly. Year three. Fairly, fairly new to the whole uh, assistant coaches thing. How, how's everything holding up for you so far? It's, it's good, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, this is my third school in three years, man. So I've been some bouncing around. So, you know, I was laughing the other day. We had, had our first, and I was laughing with some of the guys with staff. I was like, man, it's my third year being a new guy. Mm-hmm. And it never fails on that first game. Somebody from security's like, sir, we're up. And, you know, sir, we're the last. You can't be down here. And I'm like, Bro, I want to do assistant coaches, and they pause and look at you like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, no. no, like, really, I am. <laughs> like, for real, so, that point. It's literally three straight years that's happened on the first game every year. I'm like, damn, I can't wait till this don't happen no <laughs> So you the old man on the staff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the young boy, and they treat me like the, like I'm a player. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so how did you get how did you get into a, being an assistant coach? I know that you like you mentioned this is your third year, and you're like yes. one of the biggest schools in the country on 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 a low. Um, yes. How did how did you um, end up in in the coaching ranks, and then how did you end up at Tennessee? What was your track before uh, you yeah. got to Tennessee? So you know, like I, I'm from born and raised from Tennessee, Missouri. Um, you know, I played at least in the West High School for Michael Sheever. He's one of the best coaches in Kansas City. We've uh, had a couple pros come out least in the West uh, basketball. Shaq Harrison he plays. Um, he's with the Sixers G League team now, but he was with the Bulls and the Nuggets last year. Mm-hmm. He was one of the pros that played with me. Um, so I graduated from there in 2011, and I went to um, Neosho 
County Community College in Kansas in the Jayhawk Conference. Okay. Played their year, played at Redlands Community College in Oklahoma my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And then my junior and senior year, I played in um, an NAI school in Kentucky called Lindsey Wilson College. So I played my last two years there, graduated in 2015. Um, and I graduated while I was in college. My mom and my sister both moved to Dallas, to Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me being a young guy, I'm, I'm ready to go back to the crib. Like, I want to go back to Kansas City. Man, like, nah, I ain't coming down here. So I had no choice. Go to Dallas. Didn't want to go. Didn't, you know, didn't know anybody really down there. Just didn't know the whole land of land. And I went, and it was, you know, one of the best decisions I could ever make. Mm-hmm. Um, that first year I spent there, I was working at Nike. Uh, just being a regular dude, working um, 9 to 5. And then... I got into doing some personal training, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where I started kind of slowly getting into that. Tim Martin mm-hmm. uh, was my man. He kind of took me under his wing, and I started training with him. He started coaching the EYBL team, R5 League, and Williams Academy, and I was his assistant. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like my first, like, break into everything, uh, just coaching and training then I got a hold of a group of kids that were kind of my own that I kind of trained from their freshman year of high school up. And it was uh, Tyrese Maxey, okay. uh, just, you know, starting playing guard for the Sixers. Sixers yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew Timmy, the preseason national player of the year against Zyda. Um, what else did I have? Chris Harris is a guard at Oklahoma State. Isaac Likely, another guard at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I had a good slew of young dudes. I, I kind of, uh, you know, I was their development guy. Mm-hmm. You know, through and through while I was in Dallas. And in 20, what was it, in 2017, 2017, 18 year, I moved, I went to Sunrise Christian. I moved to Wichita to coach at Sunrise. Mm-hmm. I was at Sunrise for two years. My first year at Sunrise was number two team in the country by USA Today. Um, my second year, we met our first ever appearance at Geico Nationals for that school. Um, and after I had two years with them, two years with Mokan in between there also, where I made a Final Four in the uh, Peace Jam, and then the next year, one Peace Jam. Mm-hmm. After that, I got my first job at Division One Basketball, and that was at mm-hmm. University of Illinois, Chicago. I was there for a year, uh, made it to a Rising League Championship game my first year with them. I uh, was at Austin P last year in mm-hmm. OBC, Clarksville, and now, you know, I'm at Tennessee. Wow, that's that's a nice little path right there. So the skill development component, is that what you're primarily doing now with, um, at Tennessee as far as player development and skill work on the, on the side? Uh, you know, obviously player development is going to be something that I'm big on wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something obviously I'm, I'm big with here. Um, recruiting, obviously I'm big with that. Uh, I'm a big time defensive guy. Mm-hmm. So just, I love player development. I'm a defensive guy. So um, I, I work hand, first hand with our defense. Uh, our associate head coach is our defensive guy. And so I work kind of with him. Okay. Uh, a lot of our defensive schemes and the way we guard, uh, things like that. But, um, yeah, no, de- development is always something that I'm always going to be big on, for sure. Okay. So now you're in, uh, now when you're working at Nike, you, you're working at a store with like a 30% discount or stuff like that? Or, or... Yeah, that's what I'm 30% discount. <laughs> uh, family suit and booted. That was, that was my gig, man. It's crazy. So when you're in line uh, or doing whatever you were doing, did you ever think that you would end up at Tennessee, or did you think that you would end up in the coaching profession? Was that on your on your on your trajectory as a career? It's it's crazy because um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. When I first got here, my first press conference was that exact same question. Word. Um, 
And I told him, I said, I'd be lying if I told you I thought I was going to be in Tennessee at 28. Uh, I'd be lying. You know what I mean? Um, I, I didn't think that. Um, but I knew that I was going to coach in college. I didn't know that. Um, it's funny because if, if you ask, like, yeah, you're producing, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Drew Timmy, any of them guys that knew me, I used to tell them, when y'all go to college, I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. And they should be like, what? Man, you for real? I'm like, yeah, man, when y'all go to college, I'm going to be a college coach. Like, man, no, you're not. You, you, know, you ain't leaving. You ain't leaving here. And not because they didn't believe me. They just was like, man, yeah, nah, you're not going to college. Because the way I went, you know, it was it was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was the unheralded way. And sure enough, 2019 hit, and I was out. <laughs> I was at Illinois, Chicago. And um, it all started from there, man. I... I I've, I've always worked with some really good people. Um, obviously, I've had a chance to develop some really good kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I was, you know, coaching high school between prep school and, and grassroots, I didn't lose a lot of games. Right. Uh, I was with winning staffs. I was with really good people. Uh, I made really good relationships. Uh, you know, and I, I, a lot of good people have been involved with my rise in, in the coaching ranks. You know, it has all just been me. Right. But I got a lot of people that vouched for me, a lot of people that have always supported me, uh, a lot of people that always have believed in in me as a person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey, Tyrone Maxey, his dad, just randomly walked up one day and asked me to train his son because he's seen me train some other kids and he believed in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that that's it's crazy. Even to this day, thinking about, like, you know, his dad used to pay me $70 a workout. Damn. That's, <laughs> in, that's an individual? Yeah. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? And, and, and to come from that and to be here, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's been fun, though, man. Like I said, there's been a lot of good people involved. Um, and the road wasn't easy, but I enjoyed every part of it. Yeah. You know, I was at Sunrise. I made $740 a month, um, you know, for two years. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, well, I was trying to find my replacement when I was leaving. Man, I can find anybody wants to do it. Man, seven hundred forty. Man, right. I ain't doing that. You know, I heard that all the time, and it made me realize how special it was that I was able to stick it out and do that, right. uh, while also being motivated to just get more. You know what I mean? So it was it was special. It was a special route. I, I'm I'm grateful for it. Forever thankful. No, I'm a big fan of Gary V. I don't know if you follow Gary V, the motivation speaker, <laughs> and he always says okay. that. Um, you have to eat shit, excuse my French, for a couple years. And it sounds like when you were at Sunrise, and most high school coaches go through this, um, yeah. they're eating a lot of shit for, you know, for a long time um, because the, the pay is not there. You're there for the, for the love of really being there for the players. Um, and, you know, obviously self-fulfillment and helping the players to get to the next level. If you were, if you were looking back at it right now as a, as a father and also a, a new father and newly, a newlywed, to a certain extent, yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely no. I'm new, new, both of those. New. Yeah, new times two. Um, yeah, for real. H- how would you recommend somebody to navigate through that whole process without a family, and um, and then uh, and then again as a newlywed coming into into this profession? Because I know that's it's going to be a hard task for them. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, man, like obviously, I, I just got married in April, and my daughter's three months, so. I, I, the timing, I feel like, has been great because, you know, this was three years ago and I was in a situation where I think things would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so sure I could work this sunrise while I had a wife and a, and a kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that would have been almost impossible. Um, so, I just I just think for any young guy, man, like, 
just got over the fact that, that my route makes me more uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Just me being young and, and you know, when people say you deserve it, I'm always like, yeah, man, but, you know, there's a lot of guys that deserve it. They don't get what they deserve. But at the same time, it is what it is, man. Like, I work really hard for this. I, I think you got to you gotta be prepared to pay your dues and you got to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always okay with it. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I was making $740 a month. Like, did I like it? Nah. But did I complain about it? No. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. I knew that coming in. And that was going to dictate how I worked. Mm. Ever. It was never going to dictate how I worked. Like, I was going to work like I made, you know, $100,000 every day. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I, I worked hard for the kids that, that were there. Um, and I wanted to believe in them just as much as they believed in me. So I think for, for young guys, man, you got to always be prepared to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. I think you got to listen more than you talk. Um, I think that you have to build real relationships and be genuine, man. Like, just always be genuine. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of guys, they're not, they're not always the most genuine. They're not always the most straightforward. And I believe, I, I still to this day always say, and I believe that I was able to climb the way I did because I, I, I treated people with respect. I didn't lie to people. And I was always straightforward and real. Yeah. Always. And I was going to go down like that. You know, if it, if it prevented me from getting to where I needed to go, at least morally, I knew that I did everything in my power to beat me through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it worked out for me. Yeah, I, I was going to say it worked out because you're at, uh, one of, like, again, one of the biggest schools in, in the country as far as um, basketball and also women's basketball and also football. Yeah. So you have a great collection of three different three-headed monsters. I'm not saying no disrespect yeah. to the soccer programs and, and lacrosse and all that stuff, but you yeah. got... Uh, I mean, it's SEC. Yeah, yeah, you guys are, you guys are big you time. Know. You guys are big time. Okay, sure. so now that being that you played, and I asked this question, if you were a player right now and you are a coach on that right now, would you recruit you as a player? Mm, Austin P. Yeah. Austin P. Yeah, and Austin P. Yes, I'm about to say Tennessee. Hell no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a very confident dude. No. <laughs> Got you. Uh, uh, and Austin P. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, because I think you know the qualities that I hold as a, as a you know as a person and you know as a player are the same that I hold as a coach. Like I believe in toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in guys have skill and IQ. I believe in guys being selfless, uh, guys being competitors. Um, I believe in those things. Um, so, yeah, and I try to instill those with my, with my guys every time I can. Mm-hmm. Now, what has been the biggest transition from Austin P level? We're not knocking, I'm not knocking Austin P level to the SEC, uh, to, the, to the Tennessee yeah. level. What, what has been, been the biggest difference um, outside of athleticism and height? We know those two things are go, they go without right. saying, but as far as overall overall on develop, development um I think that obviously you know the pace increases every level I think it does it definitely does mm-hmm. um I think the the challenges that are presented or that you present to your players that they're different um you know the the, the best player at Austin P uh not even take that back we, we shouldn't even say the best players because the best players in their major schools usually can produce at a high major level. That's, just, that's usually what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is that your top five, put it like this, your backup five at an SEC school, it, it can probably start. 
at any major school. That's, yeah. that's the difference. It, it's not the top, it's the depth. Right. Uh, depth of your guys is, is different. Um, so obviously across the board, you have just, you know, better players. Um, and I think that the challenges that you present to them uh, during workouts, during film study is different uh, because the level of talent is higher. Mm-hmm. Um, the accountability obviously has to rise because, you know, coaching, everybody wants five stars. Every, everybody, you know, wants to highly rank guys. The guys may be in potential, but guys understand that. It's not easy coaching them guys, yeah. you know, if we're being completely honest. Like, it's not. Um, you know, I, I think that we have two kids on our team that are extremely coachable. Um, and they're both five-star freshmen, and they're, they're very coachable, man, and it's rare. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them kids, they are, man. And, and I can say it just because, again, I was on the grassroots level. I was on the prep school level, and uh, I've coached a, a good amount in my short time. Um, so far and I haven't had many issues with five stars I coached I, I loved all of them honestly um, but I just know that you know usually those three star guys four star guys or when you talk about ranking just those guys that can't depend on that freak athlete ability right you know those, those guys are a little bit grittier and they got a lot more a lot more to play for um, right. so I think it's different as far as that um, I think the attention to detail is, is way different it just is um, it's extremely detailed at the high major level. Obviously, you know, people feel like it's easier to recruit the high major level. No, it's not because your pool is smaller. Right. Um, so the recruiting is, is a lot different. Uh, and, and you're recruiting against some guys like, 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 man, I'm recruiting in Kentucky twice now. Right. And I've been here in the, since April. Right. Um, you know, I, I recruited against like, SEC, some of the best schools in the SEC, man. Like, they're big time. You recruit against Texas, you know, recruiting against UCLA, uh, recruiting against um, North Carolina. Like, you know what I mean? Some of the most storied programs in the history of basketball you recruit against. And you think your stuff nice, but they got just as much to sell as you. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just different. Um, but it's fun. You know, obviously, like I said, you, you coach really good players. Uh, obviously, the facilities and the, the, the school atmosphere and the games and all of that is big time, man. The, t- the TV, the attention, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, just walking around here, being a coach here, you know, it's, it's you know, I walk around my building where me and my wife live, and everybody knows our names and they know they've read our bio. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's crazy, man. It's just the, the attention to it is is wild. It's the SEC basketball at the end of the day, so you're always the talk of the town, which is cool. But I tell you, if you lose four in a row, those neighborly uh, love notes that you get from people is going to be a little different. Yeah, Twitter's different. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm one of them guys, man. Like, I will sit, I will stay, I will talk to anybody. Like, if anybody wants to talk about, you know, fall basketball or anybody catching me, coach, man, let me, uh, hey, what do you think about, you know, about my building, whatever. Mm-hmm. I always sit and talk, man, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not a, I just got here, so I'm, I'm not big time or any of that, man. Like, I'm gonna sit and you wanna talk about basketball? Cool, man. Let's talk about it. What you think, man? Uh-huh. What, what you think about this kid? Like I, I do that all the time with, with some of the older guys that live in our building. Um, but you know, I know that you know we lose a few games or something goes bad. Man, what do you think about this? <laughs> and, and it's like, man, I get caught around here a lot with that. Yeah. Uh, man, coach, what you think about such and such? Man, what's going on recruiting? It's like. Uh-huh. 
I'm, I'm dating myself when I say this. I, I'm sure that you have, but you really haven't really paid attention to it. You've seen the movie Hoosiers, right? Yeah, for sure. And you've seen in, in a scene where Gene Hackman and everyone's in the barbershop and you got the community giving suggestions on how to cope. <laughs> I, I can envision that in the, in, the, in the Tennessee area. Hey, hey, and this is the thing, man. So a lot of people, like, you don't necessarily know until you, like, around it. Tennessee has, I think, one of the top five fan bases in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people, like, they care about everything they love. I mean, man, we had an exhibition the other day. I think we had, like, 85 people like for an exhibition wow you know we had the largest on campus arena in the country we got 21,678 mm. and we averaged 19,000 a game you know what I mean like our football team nice. is you know in a, under a new regime got a pretty new coach um so they're, they're taking their lumps right now man they played Ole Miss a couple weeks ago and it was 102,000 you know what I mean like these people care about everything they care about all sports period so they own it they yeah. know everything about our roster they know everything about every coach they know everybody we're recruiting yeah. they know you know they, they travel to the games even when we're on the road I mean the man that delivered my baby was, was you know telling my wife a couple weeks ago how he was coming to our tournament in Connecticut with his buddies and he couldn't wait oh my <laughs> and he wanted to have a drink with me you know like, <laughs> it's crazy that's crazy and that's crazy no, that's really crazy um, you guys got 19,000 in your arena? No, we we, we hold 21. We, we, we average 19,000 a game. Now, now, this is my New York biases coming out. That, the, uh, no disrespect. I'm not sure if the Knicks get 19,000 on, on the average. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even sure if MSG holds 19,000 on a continual basis. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's wild. It is wild. Wow. It's wild. Okay, so now you, uh, you have, like you mentioned, you had a good group of people to support you coming up um, as far as your mentors. Um, right now, if you were to mentor a, a young man, I know that you mentioned it in, er, earlier, but would you suggest that young coaches go to camps and clinics and, and, and the Final Four and be around as many good people as they possibly can as in the profession? 1,000%, man, 1,000%. Like, surround yourself with people I always say, man, surround yourself with people that have more than you mm-hmm. that, that are in places that you want to go. You know what I mean? Um, one of my biggest mentors um, while I was you know, growing in the coaching ranks and even to this day was uh, my man KT Turner. He's uh, the associate coach at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And KT, I mean, I met KT when I was 23, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a, he's been like a big brother ever since, man. He's been great for me. Like, um, I called him for advice on everything, and he helped me navigate, you know, through my young coaching career even to this point. Um, and it's, it's even amazing, like, you know, seeing, you know, me get to the same level as him. And, you know, when I got here, he was just so happy and proud of me, man. But but, but I give a lot of credit uh, for my success to him because he helped me navigate this thing completely um, better than I could by myself, I know. You know what I mean? So I think that um, surrounding you know I surrounded myself with him. He was associate coach at SMU when I first met him, um, and then he was associate coach at Texas and now at Oklahoma. I mean, he was always somebody I looked up to, and I wanted to be at his level. Uh, I had you know some other guys, Jamal Walker. He said Grand Canyon. That's another like big brother to me. Mm-hmm. He was at Oklahoma at the time when I was growing in the culture ranks. So uh, he's been huge for me. You know, uh, Mike Boynton is a, is a good role model. 
uh, that I've had. Um, you know, Kim English, one of my close friends, is head coach Jordan Mason now, mm-hmm. who I actually replaced there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Hayes in Tulsa. So, you know, uh, New York dude. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of guys that I looked up to, man, that helped me kind of navigate through the coaching ranks, man, and have been really influential for me. And I think that guys that want to, you know, you, you want to get into college, you want to work this up, man. You gotta have some guys that, that know what it takes and, and know how to navigate. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have been in the business for years. Like, you gotta be able to reach out to them and ask for advice. Cause who better to give you the advice on how to navigate this thing than guys that've been doing it and been in it? Correct. Correct. I, I agree. <laughs> So um, uh, we're going to wrap up. I know you got to get to your um your children, your child, excuse me, and, and your wife. Because uh, like I like I said, oh, happy. What did I say early? Happy happy wife equals happy life. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know those are phrases your grandparents say back in the day. You're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you think they're lying? I have no idea. <laughs> eh, wrong. All right. Anyway, um, so wh- wh- which um which college coach were you starstruck when you first seen when you first got into the business which one was I starstruck yeah yeah uh, when I first got in or like overall no when you first got in because when you got in when you started working with uh, Tim Martin with Mo Can you got seen all the, the superstar coaches I mean like when you first yeah. got in probably Larry Brown yeah, probably Larry Brown. When I used to go up to practices at SMU, I definitely was starstruck by Larry Brown. And, um, just because, you know, I, I grew up in... Kansas. You know, <laughs> Alan Iverson was that guy. He was MVP. And, you know, Larry, Larry, Larry Brown was his coach. And then I also, you know, growing up in Kansas City, um, Larry was, you know, he won a national championship in Kansas, mm-hmm. coaching and the Miracles. Mm-hmm. So, um, me seeing him in action was like, and all of it, you know, like, damn, that's, that's Larry Brown. Right? Uh, so being able to, like, be a young coach and go in and sit in on his practice, I mean, I've probably been in about 20 Larry Brown practices mm-hmm. where I was sitting and literally uh, just digesting all the information, listening to the things he said, watching how he coaches teams, watching how he held guys accountable. And, you know, seeing that really was great for my growth as a young coach. I can see that. By the way, he's from uh, New York. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Um, uh, starstruck as far as a player is concerned, you're like, oh, that's bang. Whoever, whoever the player was. Starstruck. It could be somebody you played against, pick up, or, or it's just just been walking the streets of a EYBL game. Like a player I saw that I was like, man. That's uh, Dr. J, or, or I'm not saying Dr. J, but somebody like that level. Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. I never thought of that. I've I seen some dudes too, man. Um, let me th- you know what? My first EYBL session, I'm not going to lie, like high school Marvin Bagley was, oof. He was a problem. He was. Like his second jump was something I've never seen in my life. Uh-huh. I've never seen it in my life, and that 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 was that was crazy. Yeah, high school Marvin Bagley was special. He was different. Um, so I definitely say him. And then from then on, man, honestly, I couldn't tell you, man, because I've been around so many dudes. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of good players, man. I've been around a, a slew of them, man. So I've you know had a chance to develop some dudes, and I'm like, damn, he's good. 
Yeah, you're nice. <laughs> yeah, like, those dudes nice. Like, it's crazy, man. And you know, former basketball players, we rarely, rarely, rarely give compliments. We're like, yo, you nice. Like, yeah, no, it's hard. Like, I, like you know, my, my guys now, like, they get on me. Like, man, coach, you always, you don't never give me no credit. Why you don't say nobody nice? Uh, I'm like, damn, bro, like, I do. But you got to be nice. Like, you got to really be nice. I, I like, seem nice, and you're not there yet. Yeah, I seem nice, bro. Like, come, come on, man. And, and I worked with a dude in my first job, D. Brown, at the uh-huh. University of Illinois. Uh-huh. Right? And me and D used to argue over players every day. He's like, yeah, he's trash, right? He ain't good. No, no, he's nice, he's nice, he's nice. Uh-huh. Every day, you know what I mean? But just being like a real basketball hoop head, man, is, is what makes me and my profession special because I've always been a basketball guy. And I, I caught myself like, I'm a, I'm a basketball savant. Like, I care about the game. I know a lot about the game. Um, and I, I love good basketball players. I love good basketball. Uh, I love being in the gym. So it, it makes it special being able to do it at this level every day. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's, you got to be falling in love with this game and the process to really be good at it and put all your foot forward in this. I agree, 1,000%. 1,000%. Now, we're going to wrap up. Last question. What's next for you? Obviously, um, everyone wants to go up the ladder, but you're uh, no, you're at the almost at the top of the ladders as far as, you know, programs are concerned, or at least in the SEC, you know, that's Power 5. What What's next for you as far as your, your progression as a professional and moving on to the next level and then beyond? Yeah, for me, um, I'm big on just, you know, worried about where my feet are, man, so I'm learning as much as I can, you know, um, again, man, I'm, I'm 28 years old, man, and I work for a Hall of Famer, yeah, like, Rick, Rick Barnes is one of the best coaches in college basketball history, man, like, you know, Coach Barnes been in the Final Four, he's been in the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, he's coached, you know, Kevin Durant, P.J. Tucker, guys like that, T.J. Ford, like, he's coaching really special dudes, man, so, um, this, this isn't a place that, you know, you come here and you look for the next gig. Like, man, I, I, again, I work for Rick Barnes in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you look last year, he lost two assistant coaches. Um, and one became a head coach at Eastern Ten- East Tennessee State. And the other one became a head coach at George Mason. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the year before that, he lost a coach. Rob Lanier is the head coach of Georgia State. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he lost another coach the year before that. Chris Dawson was the head coach at UTA. So, you know, Coach Barnes, and he's talked to me about this ever since I came here. He told me he only hires head, uh, future head coaches. So, uh, I, I, that that might have been the ultimate best compliment I've ever received in my life. Yeah. Um, so, the fact that he looks at me like that and he, he wants to mold me into something, uh, um, and, and, and that, you know, in that realm, like, that's special to me. And uh, I love working for Coach Barnes, man. I love him. He's a great guy, a great dude. Um, he looks out for us. Uh, he, he tries to, 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 to mold and, and put something on us every single day. And uh, I'm just worried about trying to be the best guy or the best coach I could be under him. Um, he's been great for me. Um, just starting fatherhood and being a husband, just giving me, you know, free game that he learned from being a coach at this level. And the do's and don'ts, man, he gives them to me every day. So um, I'm extremely appreciative of him, man. And I, I'm. I love being here. So, um, if I have a chance to run my own program one day, then great. That's, that's going to be a great, um, you know, challenge for me, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm patient and learning as much as I can because uh, I want to be ready when that time.
time comes. And so, um, giving my best that I can to the University of Tennessee is, is you know, most important for me right now. No, that's a great answer. It sounds like you ready, brother. <laughs> you ready for that press conference. <laughs> hey, trying to be, man. Now, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Like I said, like you mentioned earlier, with three months and a, and, a, and a new wife. So I want you to tend to that. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And hopefully I'll be watching some games. You guys are coming to Connecticut this year, right? Man, listen, we come to New York. Hold on, let me look at your schedule real quick. To Madison Square Garden. Oh, 19,000. <laughs> hey, December 7th, we play Texas Tech at Madison Square Garden. Oh, I'm in there. Come on, man. Now I'm in there. Oh, y'all go to Uncasville. Oh, look, Villanova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdue, North Carolina. Purdue. Woo. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, December like, 7th. One thing about Rick Boyd, man, anybody can say, he don't run from nothing now. Ooh, and they got Memphis, too. Yeah. <laughs> we but, got Texas at Texas. Yeah, yeah. The old RPIs are going to be crazy. I know it's not RPIs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Y'all playing some hitters here, but no, but I'll be, I'll definitely be at the uh, the Texas Tech game uh, at the guard. That's a train ride for me, so I'll be in there. For sure, man, for sure, that'd be perfect, man. Mario, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, same here, man. Good luck with everything. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.